0: Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Imig, from 88.9. To uh, one of the oldest bars in Milwaukee. Here we go. This is is really hard to nail down exactly.
1: uh, Yeah, I've been asked to do this lately, and it's very challenging.
0: So we're talking about Puddler's Hall in Bayview, um, and why is it so challenging to to nail this down? I mean, you would think it'd be pretty clear cut, you know, looking at the permits when when the buildings were built, but it's not that easy. Well,
1: no, because do you go by the longest bar with, for example, the same name or the same owner, mm. or do you go by like you know what I mean, like the same the same actual business, right? Or do you go by the oldest building that is currently a bar?
0: So, the building was actually built as this union headquarters for the mill workers in the area of Bayview,
1: yeah, it was built in eighteen seventy one by uh, a group of workers called the Puddlers okay. who had their own union uh, they were actually, they were a pretty strong group because they were they were actually well paid artisans uh, in the mill whose job was to turn pig iron into wrought iron
0: and really, a lot of Bayview was you know tons of people were employed there. It yeah. was a real anchor of Bayview. In fact, you, you kind of wonder. If Bayview would be as we know it today without those mill workers,
1: oh yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't. Because really, when Bayview, in the earliest days of Bayview, before it became part of the city in the 1880s, it was more or less a company town.
0: So, Puthers Hall was a like a meeting space and in yep. offices.
1: Yep, and it was uh, it was, you're sure. So for the union, it was a uh, offices and meeting space that had a hall, which is not where the hall is today. It's close. The hall that's there now was built was an addition that was put on in nineteen twenty one. So the current owner thinks the hall was back behind the bar, which is now an apartment.
0: Okay, so same same location, but just kind of added on.
1: Yeah, and at this time, you know, during this phase of its life, it was really a center of the community. They used to have like political rallies there, uh, community meetings there. They'd have artistic events of all different kinds, like theater and all music and all kinds of things.
0: And then it had this long Italian history too, right? And in fact, a lot of buildings in that area were owned by Italian folks.
1: So. Yeah, which again is related to the mill because uh, loads of Italians came initially to Upper Michigan and Wisconsin to work in mines. Places like Red Granite, uh, Belgium, uh, oh, sure. where yeah. Harrington yeah. Beach is. Mm-hmm. It used to be a quarry. A lot of Italians were there. And as some came down to find work in the mills uh, in Bayview, they, they told their friends and relatives who were at, in those places, come on down, there's good work here. And, and that's really where the Italians came from. Which is why it tends to be a different group of Italians than in the Third Ward, which, te- which was Sicilians and Southern Italians. The Northern Italians came because they knew this mining work from back home, a lot of them. Wow, interesting. Uh, yeah, and so really uh, the face of Bayview really is what it's been in large part because of that mill even now.
0: So it was surprising to me that Pudler's Hall, at least as the current iteration, the name Pudler's Hall, is only since 2002, which is still a long time for a bar. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, when you're talking about a building that's been a bar since the 1890s, there's been all sorts of other businesses, taverns um, in in that space over the years.
1: It was Sue's Bayview Bandwagon. Bayview Bandwagon. Um, Um, Then then it became uh, Marty's Party.
0: That's excellent. Uh,
1: and before Sue's Baby bandwagon, it had been Potter's End because it's at, it's where Potter's That's pretty Potter, good, too. Et, like dead ends into what is now the Lake uh, Parkway. Um, but I'm trying to remember, I feel like people called it Puddler's Hall. Then for a really long time, there was a stretch in like the 50s and 60s where it went through a bunch of iterations, but for a really long time from in the first couple of decades of the 20th century, it was owned by, the, by Frank Barbieri, who... Uh, was sort of a well known guy in the neighborhood, and so he had a his family had it for a really long time. and They continued to actually own the building many decades after that, and uh, I think it was his son reopened it as Barbieri's in the '60s, and it was okay. that for a while too. Interesting. So yeah, for I mean, for a lot of people, it was. It was and maybe always will be Barbie Aries.
0: Well, the current owner, Casey Fultz, invited you in and you got to go up through the attic and even down to where the tunnels used to be. Yes. We're going to talk about that next in Urban Be Lucky. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 prize. And we're back on Urban Spelunking at Puddler's Hall in Bayview. You had a chance to go inside and uh, go to the attic and throughout the building. Owner Casey Fultz showed you around. So uh, first, let's talk about the attic. You went up upstairs and all sorts of history up there.
1: Yeah, you know, K- Casey's a, a, a nice guy, interested in the history. He has a bunch of um, old pictures around the bar of Puddler's Hall, um, which I think he mostly inherited when he bought the place Um but he took me up in the attic and um it's kind of cool that there's like remnants up there of what must have been an apartment at some okay. point like now it's just, it's all wide open except for there's a couple of walls still up and some doors with glass windows in them that have these stickers from World War II i saw which that is yeah really crazy. yeah forty, forty four, forty five,
0: 44 45 right yeah like red
1: cross stickers uh-huh. and one for like war bonds or something um And they're dated, which is pretty cool because they're dated during World War II. Um, But then outside those doors, there's an area that it doesn't have walls now, but it must have had walls because there's remnants of a toilet tank and a sink that they look like early 20th century, really Mm -hmm. old looking things. Um, Then
0: there's that electric or that gas range. And then if you
1: go through the door, you end up in what must have been the kitchen because there's this gas range that looks similarly old. And then in an adjacent room. Uh, there's a like a little shelving unit that somebody had built out of old like produce boxes and stuff, which is pretty. There's like Contadina tomato sauce boxes. I yeah, I was, yeah, I
0: was like shocked that that stuff is still there. It it looks like so. i uh, just sitting there. Streets of old Milwaukee up there. Yes, you know? and then
1: if you look up, you can see where the rafters on the roof are all burned from when there was a fire in the '50s. Um, so it's pre- it's pretty cool to walk up in there and and see all that stuff just kind of sitting there.
0: That would be another, just another interesting book or something. Maybe you could write this someday, Bobby. Okay, Uh,
1: (laughs) I need stuff to do. Right? Yeah, I know
0: you're not. You don't got a lot (laughs) on your plate. But buildings (laughs) that were damaged by fire or burned Mm -hmm. down or survived fire. You know, like there's so many places we've talked about over the years that had a fire and dealt with it and kept going. But what's funny
1: is, like as you're saying here, it's this amazing how many you go into where you can still see the remnants of that.
0: And you would think like that, no way that that could survive, you know, the, the rafters in the attic, you could still see the char on them, right, but right. it's fine. The building's right. still there. Still there. You never know. Yep. In fact, if you're just sitting down there drinking or going there on comedy night on Monday, you never know that there's all this history in the attic too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then in the basement, as you were saying, there's, you know, um, the story goes that ah, the a story lot goes. of the Bayview taverns were connected by tunnels during prohibition, um, and I just have for like seen
0: a, just for like a leisurely stroll between. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, there's stories about like local grocers who used to truck sugar up from Chicago so that people oh, sure. could make booze, and there, you know, there's stories of the bathtub gin and all that. And, um, See, I'm trying
0: to paint this picture of this like innocent use for these tunnels, you know? Yeah,
1: well, there might they're there just might, moving cabbage down there. There might there, be, and, but know. I remember uh, in the basement of Club Garibaldi there were what looked like doors and window openings mm. um, into this space that when they redid Russell Avenue. God, I still lived in baby at the time, so maybe around the year 2000, all that stuff got blocked up because mm. they dug up the street and so whatever was there is gone. But um, they have the same thing. Um, I've heard at other places like I think Cactus Club supposedly has them. I think Mama Di Marini's had that, uh, which is now good kind mm-hmm. um, And Casey showed me a bricked up opening in the basement that he claims customers came in and told them that was a tunnel entrance and that one person came in and told them they used to, as a kid, go into the tunnels and just kind of walk around.
0: And like just appear at at Puddler's Hall? Yeah, he said
1: he would appear like <laughs> through the entrance <laughs> in the basement.
0: That would have been cool, right? Yeah, where were those days when I was a kid? You know, running around in the. I think uh, you were too late. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The the underground uh, network of Prohibition era tunnels that yes. connected Milwaukee bars. So,
1: so I don't have. Uh, I've <laughs> not ever come across any conclusive proof that these were rum-running tunnels, uh, but uh, definitely makes you wonder why they would have been there. Right. You know. Yeah. You know, um,
0: they're just there.
1: And you and actually, when we talked about, I think we talked about Woody's on here, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, a few weeks back, Woody's, the guy who had owned that during Prohibition, got busted for building a tunnel between. An illegal steal in a garage, and you know, as a way to get the stuff out. So, I mean, this this was a way to do this. That would you know, be there is circumstantial. Pl- <laughs> plenty of circumstantial evidence.
0: Well, now that you're writing books about you know bars that have survived fires, I, I think your next one after that should be the tunnel network of Milwaukee. Bar tunnels, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> so tunnels. interesting. Something I never even thought about or knew about until we started talking about this history. Like that is so fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? So, anything else from um, just kind of your experience there, your, your tour? um did you wanna mention about Pother's Hall
1: um it was it was just fun to go back he has this weird space like halfway up the stairs to the apartments he's he opens this sort of like half door and he says you got to look in there and mm. it's just like this, this crawl space between the upstairs and the downstairs which he thinks might have originally been open like that the bar and the hall had a higher ceiling and stuff. So, you know okay. um but that's a quirky thing you know that you could actually crawl in there oh, I did not but don't blame um, you. no um but it's a it's a cool place and what I like about it is that it's a place that has all this history and it looks like it. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely yeah. looks like a classic old Milwaukee bar and um Casey runs a nice clean place. Uh, so it's good to go in there and be able to step back in time but it actually have it be like a nice clean place that's full of energy now. I mean, he's, you know, he's Got a lot of competition in the neighborhood these days with so many bars in Bayview, but um, he does lots of interesting events. He has like a guitar club, he does comedy nights, does like all that kind of stuff, live music. So it seems like there's always something going on in there. And for a bar
0: that has been around so long, you know, operating in that building, it does still kind of feel like a bit of a hidden gem when you go there because it's yeah. at the end of the street and it's in this neighborhood and. Uh, it's just got this following, and and uh, people love it.
1: And he even says that he says, you know, like if you're a lot of bars in Bayview, you just drive. like if you're you're looking for Garibaldi or Cactus Club or Palomino, they're right there. You're right. Gonna, you're gonna get off the bridge and you're gonna drive right past them. But if you're not gonna accidentally drive past Puddler's Hall, probably because it's it's up in that old part of Bayview that you can only really get from Russell.
0: Right. And yeah. Then,
1: and then you got to go back to Russell.
0: I, I remember like there is no other in or out. I remember the first time I saw it, I was on the Hone Bridge because you could see it very clearly from the Hone Bridge mm-hmm. uh, if you're heading into downtown and I was like "Whoa, how do you get down there like what is that down there <laughs> and then I found my way down there and it, it is such a cool slice of Milwaukee history that is the
1: original Bay View right there there
0: you go so make sure you see the pictures uh, from the from the attic tour I thought those were really really cool that's linked up at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts we've got Bobby's complete column there and you can go back in time and listen to all the other urban spelunking episodes we've been at this now for three years so you can do a marathon you could binge listen and, and learn all about Milwaukee <laughs> right at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast and subscribe. Podcasts in 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts right here at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. It's On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Nate.